great to have you with us today on the Finishing Well Ministries podcast. Randy Hess, my friend and compatriot in our ministry here, is with me. And we're talking today about what keeps us from finishing well. In our last podcast, we talked about some of the successes and basics that we're learning and the value of finishing well. But what keeps us from being the persons God wants us to be? If I were going to put a verse with it, I'd put Hebrews 12, 1. Uh, Let's set aside the encumbrances, the weights, and the sins that easily beset us. Let's figure out what keeps us from finishing well, keeps us from growing strongly in our Christian faith in these aging years, get rid of it and make changes, and let's keep growing for Christ. Let's keep having the impact. Let's keep pressing as Paul encouraged us, exhorted us to in Philippians 3. So, Randy, I've got five things, and you have six. So, I'm going to punt it to you first, and let's just go back and forth and reflect with our listeners and with each other on what it is that keeps us from being the persons, men, women, husbands, wives, adults, whatever, keeps us from being what God calls us to be in these aging years. So uh, here, punting it to you, Randy, why don't you kick us off? Good morning, Hal. Yeah, I think it's a good topic for us to to hit back and forth on. as well. And my view of it was that there are things that we have bumped into uh, in our ministry that we could say uh, people grasp onto or they carry with them that might hold them back from finishing well. And so my thinking about that is when I'm being held back or holding myself back from finishing well, uh, I, I can overcome that easily by just confronting my own beliefs, my own assumptions, and maybe my own attitude. Uh, so most of mine fall into the category, Hal, of uh, <clears throat> that is not, it, it's not impossible for me. Some of them might feel that way, but that is not appropriate for me to finish well. <laughs> if I might put it that way. So my first one is, uh, hey, I'm already saved and I'm a good Christian. I know it. The Lord knows it. I go to church every week and I contribute to my church in many different ways. I don't think that God expects much more of someone like me. And I say to that situation or that that feeling that person has that, you know what, that's probably all true, that you do what you think you are expected to do. All we're suggesting is there might be a door that you could open that you just haven't cracked open yet. And look inside and see what you think. And that door happens to be a door that allows you to finish well in a assurance, in an assured way that you will be achieving your purpose for this period in your life. That's my first one, Hal, is I'm already there. What do I need to change? I mean, the Lord's happy with me and I'm happy with me. So let's keep going that way. Yeah. 
My first one is this. One of the things that keeps us back is not having a vision for this season of my life. You know, when I talk to churches, it's amazing to see their response to this challenge. It's almost as if they're grateful that somebody has given them permission to think that this season is really an essential season in their life. They've not been challenged with it. So it's the lack of vision for this season of my life. It's the lack of spiritual growth for this season of my life. And nobody's kind of exhorting me. And that's that's another uh, thing. Who are your friends who are encouraging you to address the importance of this season as much as any season in the past? goes back to my idea, God has set us up for this season, but to not have a vision for it doesn't lead to anything different. That's kind of like what you were talking about. Well, why should I change anything? Well, I'll tell you why you should change something, because God has wired you for this season in a unique way that's different from any other previous season. So not having a vision, you know, not fixing your eyes on why God has you here for such a time as this. I think it's critically essential. Yep. So I'll punt it back to you, Randy. What's well, the next thing? That covers the first one I said, and it also covers the second one, Hal, and that vision issue, if you want to call it that, the vision challenge is is clearly out there. But I will add to the first one I had with this one. You know, I've done all that I need to do already. I've lived a decent life. I have a family. I've been a contributor. I've been a volunteer. I've raised my kids. I've provided financially to the church. Uh, I've worked. Uh, a job long and hard, and I've retired. I think I deserve something different from what you're talking about, guys. Come on. I I deserve this leisure, nothing on my brain, mush, uh, easygoing time. And it sounds like you're trying to, almost like you're trying to put me to work or something. And, uh, And so I just don't see it. I see... Uh, using my time for myself and my spouse, maybe, but uh, I don't. I, I don't see doing other stuff. Sorry, Randy. That fits in. You know, there's a sociological group that is measured today amongst Christians. They are called the Duns. D O N E S. They are done with church. <laughs> I, I was busy with a man this week, a, a friend of mine that. They, their church is Sunday morning church. And I challenged him. I said, you can't do this. You got to mm-hmm. be with people. You, you have to rub shoulders with people. People need to challenge you. You need to challenge them. But there's a growing number of Christians across this country who are simply done with church. They said, I've had done my task. I'm finished. So that would lead to my second one. You know, conformity to this world's idea of retirement. You know, in this world's idea of retirement, I mean, retirement means you're finished. You withdraw from the war. You withdraw from being in the fray, you might say. You quit your job. Like an athlete, your jersey is retired to the rafters or put on the wall of the stadium or whatever. You know, so when you retire, you're done. Well, done from what? Well, you're done from your work, and now it's your time to play, the world says, but you're not done from God's perspective. So conformity to the world's idea of retirement 
keeps us from finishing well. So back to you. Let's keep talking about this. This is good. I think there's a group, pal, that says, uh, you know, I really honestly heard you guys, but I don't understand what else I can do. I mean, yeah, I see lots of needs and lots, lots of challenges with my family, maybe, or in my family, in my church. I see challenges with my friends. I see challenges that neighbors have. But, you know, I don't see how or understand, I guess, how I can do more, guys. I just don't understand that. I don't want to interfere too much in other people's lives. So that's it, Hal. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a presumption about what is correct for me in my behavior. And people are satisfied with that. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So, I mean, that reminds me of our third essential, uh, loving others, our second essential, connecting with others. You know, Hebrews 10, 24, let's consider one another to provoke, to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as is the habit of some. So who's encouraging you, provoking you to say, hey, you do have some more to offer. And so you, we agitate each other to keep growing. Uh, a third one that I want to talk about that is a limiting factor, problems that keep me focused on myself. You know, there may be physical problems. I shared a little bit. I, maybe it'd be worthwhile sharing in a whole podcast, my journey of just having foot surgery this summer. Hmm. You know, physical challenges keep you absorbed with yourself and right. there's something right about that. I have right. to get well. I have to take time. Right. But there's so many people, sometimes you're absorbed with things that are limiting in their very nature, whether they're physical. You go through family challenges, marriage challenges, adult kid challenges, grandkid challenges. You go through spiritual challenges. You go through disappointments in life. And at each of those challenges, there is the temptation to withdraw. Uh, you know, I need to take a step back. And there's something right about that, to right your ship, so to speak. But there's something wrong if it keeps you out of the forefront of being engaged for, with Christ in our world. So uh, there are problems that keep me focused on myself, and uh, I need to stay challenged on that. Pal, I have one that fits right in with that. Um, so I'll just state it. We can move on from that topic. But mine just said, um, <clears throat> you know, I feel I can't really do much for others right now because I can barely take care of myself and my health needs at this point. Um, and as you said, it's important for us as we have those challenges to focus on them and, and take care of them. So we are focusing on ourselves. And as we're focusing on ourselves, it, it gets a little bit tougher to turn that vision around to other people and, and support or, or help them in some way. So <clears throat> this person that we're talking about says, I love the idea of finishing well, but it's for other people to do. I, I'm sorry, my, my situation won't allow me. To, to take on something like that. 
And I think that is our challenge, is it not? Well, that's one of our challenges in life. And as I stated in an earlier podcast, you know, I think what happens in our senior years is no different than what happens at any year and any season of our life previous. We are there for each other. The third essential is to love one another and care for one another as Christ loves and cares for us. So there are stages in life that we go through where if it weren't for the help and encouragement and love from other people speaking into our lives, bringing us meals, lifting our arms up like Moses needed his arms lifted up by Aaron and her, we we would feel doomed. I mean, I just I think of the people this summer who have encouraged me hmm. during the month or two months right after my surgery. You know, I, I really struggled. And there were about five friends who came around me. They called hmm. me. They encouraged me and said, how we want to break, get you through this. So while there, there are valid stages that we feel we got nothing to offer and we're so absorbed, but that's where the love of other people comes in. Hmm. And I yeah. think it's amazing. Yeah, I do too. Another loss that I see, uh, the loss of, I mean, the physical loss, the death of of a spouse, the death of kids, the death of your peers. Mm. You know, I know aging people who say, you know, there's no, I'm the only one of my aging network that's still living. All my friends have died. You know, they're all going to heaven. So what do I do now? And it's very discouraging. I think in losses in life to see your own value and what you can contribute because you're absorbed with these losses. And it's a real, it's a real truth in life. You know, we do lose each other. Eventually all of us will lose our spouse or they will lose their spouse (laughs) if I die (laughs) first. Uh, But you know, you want to encourage people. God still has a purpose for your life. I think of my mother. She lived over 44 decades after the death of my father, and she had a real purpose for living in every one of those years, and I always applaud her, and she's a real teacher. She was. She's with the Lord now, but she did it through Mm -hmm. losses, but that keeps us from growing many times. Mm -hmm. So back to you, Randy, for your next thought. Um, Well, a a quick one, Hal. You guys... With this ministry, it's fine, but you guys expect too much of someone like me. You know, I I can't become a pastor um, at at my age, and I can't go out and start some ministry at my age. I'm even if I wanted to. So it sounds like that's what you're wanting me to do. That's how I'm interpreting what you're talking about, and what we try to help. Uh, that person and other people who feel that way see how is that we are not talking about becoming a pastor or starting a ministry. We are simply talking about showing love to other people, aren't we? It, it's as simple as that. It really is. Being the person that God has called us to be. Now, And, and what is it? I, I don't know what it is for you. I mean, I don't know what it is for other people, but I do know that God has a plan for our lives, and it's a detailed plan. And we need to press on and kind of understand it and renew our minds uh, to what God wants for us in this, this life. And I think that's the point, is it not? It's what we are really asking them to do, Hal. If, we're, if, if somebody says, you're asking me to do too much, 
all we're asking you to do is open your mind. Open your mind to the idea that you, there is a plan for you and, and pray about it and think about it. And if you need to, visit with other people about it. Uh, but you will, that door will, the, if you crack it open, it will open. And you will see what God's plan is for you. We believe that the Holy Spirit will come when you call to help you think this through. You know, I'll give you an example in, in response to that, how I encourage people. Uh, Jesus has one mandate for us. He says in Matthew 28, 19, as you go about your life in whatever season you're in, make disciples, teaching them, baptizing them. Let me tell you, that's a mandate for every believer, every man, every woman, doesn't matter what your age is. We, we are in a mission to disciple others. So I like to ask aging people, well, who are you discipling? Who are you pouring your life into? That's a biblical mandate. It's not a finishing well ministries mandate. And every one of us can do that. And finishing well ministries is just a mission ministry that God has raised up to help us do the things which he commanded us, you know, and help each other do them. So that's the value of finishing well ministries. And it speaks to people like that. Uh, well, let me get uh, get to my last one, my fifth one, and then I'll punt it back to you again, Randy. You know, I, what keeps us from finishing well, it, it is not following the archaeology of my life. You say, well, what do you mean by the archaeology of your life? Well, I went through halftime years ago with Bob Buford, and one of the things they teach us, and it's in our workbook and the six essentials of finishing well ministries. What has God wired you to do all of your life? What are your skills? What, what are your gifts? What did you do when you were parenting kids? Where did you work? What did you learn? What, how does it all fit together? Now you take that and ask yourselves, what is God wanting me to do at this season of my life? Well, he's wanting you and me to capitalize and use all the gifts he has already built into our lives. So in, in that sense, taking a fresh look at how all that God has already wired into your life in your decades of experience and wisdom and energy now, how does that translate into what he's continuing to call you to do through using your giftedness in these years? And I think that's critically important. So he not only uses your giftedness, but the, con the continuing things he's teaching you new every day in your life. You know, I'm learning more today than I think I ever have in my life, but I'm using the gifts and things that he has given me. But if you're not following the archaeology of your life, if you just say, this is my time, and I'm not going to keep doing what I did previous, and not, I'm not going to use those gifts, I'm done, you know, as we talked about, then you don't have a vision for finishing well. Does that make sense, Randy? It does, and it fits right in with what my final one is, Hal. And that is that this is a great message for people younger and richer than I am. So go get them. <laughs> Good luck with that. And, you know, it's that very point that, no, it's for you in whatever state you're in. Whatever condition you're in is still for you. Um, 
This is not about you giving more and more and more to something. It's not about you having the energy to do tons of new stuff. It's, it's not about that at all. It's about you in your state that you are in, <clears throat> opening your mind, pressing on with that, looking around, pressing on with that, finding interest in people's needs, whatever they might be, in your family, with your spouse, with your friends, with your church, whatever they might be, and then pressing on and seeing if there's a way you can make a difference with those. That's what it really is. Randy, as we wrap this up here today, I I think of something, at least it's humorous in my mind. In our previous podcast, you used the vision of finishing well as kind of a bugle call for what God wants for us. And it made me think, even as we talk about this now, made me think of a bugle waking people up in the morning. And I think of that song, it's time to get up, it's time to get up, it's time to get up in the morning, it's time to get up, it's time to get up, time to get up in the morning. Remember That's that? one. Oh, I do. Well, yes. So Finishing Well Ministries is a bugle call to aging people. And we could sing it this way. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up to your significance of your senior years <laughs> because God will use them more than you would have ever dreamed. And, and my, 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 my conviction is, and I really believe this is true. God has more to do in our last years than he ever had to do in our previous years. You know, so you look at young people and God has a plan for your life, but I look at my fellow seniors. God has a plan for our lives, and the impact of our lives can be greater than it has ever been in the past. So uh, this has been great talking about this, Randy. Thank you so much. Grab hold, right, How Grab hold of our hands and come on board. Let's do it. Hang on for dear life because yeah. God has a purpose for our lives. And my prayer for you as you listen to this and uh, for myself and those whose lives our life and is an investment into let's be aware let's wake up and let's uh, call others to follow jesus in these senior years may god bless you as you live that way yourselves and may god bless us and let's keep doing it together thanks god bless you and have a great day